Welcome to episode 20 of the Switchaboo podcast, the third hijacking. <laughs> this time, uh, Nathan Rudge will be your host, myself. Joining me is Jake Mounsey. Yeah, hello. And our first guest for a hijacked podcast, Alex. This is a very meta joke. Come on, it's I mean, fun. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. I'm playing along with it. <laughs> you, yeah. you guys go nuts. I'm just going to sit back and you know put my two bits here and there, but it's going to be fun not being the, being the host on the podcast. You, you get to enjoy yourself for once. For once. I didn't enjoy myself the entire <laughs> 19 episodes. But now I'm finally. I mean, you missed out on two, so seventeen Seven, episodes. That is true. That is very true. Yes. I hope. Th- yeah. I hope there is someone who's actually listened to all the episodes and actually understands this. <laughs> Not someone who just listened to episode I mean, twenty. And like, what the hell are they talking about? Exactly. But uh, to start us off, we're going to uh, go into what we've been playing this week. I'm actually going to lead it off this time because uh, it's going to go with the flow. You're a selfish host. Yes, I am actually. <laughs> But only because I've got the smallest amount of stuff to talk about. Uh, so this week I've been playing Digimon Cyber Sleuth. That is about it. I haven't gotten... I think I've only just hit Chapter 4, so I've barely gotten into it. It's a pretty good game, though. It is a very solid game. <laughs> I've been playing a Digimon and game since the since 2 on the PS1, and I loved 1, and I hated 2. Yeah, 2 is... Very different. It's a huge departure. It's a dungeon crawler comparatively. It's more like a mystery dungeon in a way. Yeah, but I didn't know what the hell that was back in the day. No. And I was like, oh, the second one. I love the first one. I played it. I'm just like, what is this? Yeah, it, it is a very big departure from the original. But Cyber Sleuth is kind of, it's not the same, but it's it's more like an RPG. And yeah. it is a very solid game. Um, But it's also really beneficial on the Switch, because you get A, both versions of Cyber Sleuth, and B, the um the Digimon training in the farm aspect. Oh, if you just put it on sleep mode, it goes and you on have to go to work. Sleep. Oh, you lucky. You lucky. Yeah, so <laughs> at this point in time, I have had five Megas registered. I have registered a lot of Ultimates, a good chunk of the uh, Champions, I think, Almost every rookie, but the ones that require compatibility, like was it? Is it compatibility? I uh, camaraderie. The camaraderie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that. Yeah. So I have a lot of the um, like just filled in. Yeah, and you're still in the first quarter of the game. I have barely made progress, but because you know I've been busy with work, haven't been able to. Every you know night I'll come on, update my digivolutions, uh, do a little bit of the gameplay, turn it off. And rinse and repeat. And because of that, I have, yeah, got a few megas at the beginning of the game where at most you should be having champions in your party. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a little broken. It's very beneficial, especially compared to the PC version. Oh, we'll get to that eventually. Yes. <laughs> but um, I'll go into my Nintendo fact for this week. Uh, I'm going to, because it's poignant, with the release of Metroid Dread, uh, cover a couple of things on Metroid. So, apparently the game's title Metroid was just a portmanteau of Metroid, Metroid and Android. Because it's an underground setting with the robot-like features. Mm. Yeah, makes sense. Its initial game was going to be called Space Hunter. <laughs> so generic. 
<laughs> yeah. And then in the original game, uh, Mother Brain is directly above you. Like in the world map. Ah. So she was always directly above you in the world map, but you could never reach it, obviously, until the end of the game. I kind of like yeah. that. Oh, and the other one, because, you know, the whole big thing was, oh, she was in a bikini to prove that she was a girl, if you beat it in under an hour. That wasn't in the Japanese one. Of course it wasn't. <laughs> so why did they add it for the US one? Or the West? Um, well, let me have a look. It's because there wasn't um, a password system. And that's where it, it was introduced as a password system initially. That's odd. Like the the Justin Bailey password, which allowed it to be triggered, and it was the most popular trigger password for reasons. Eleven year olds yeah. going, oh, I want to see a girl in a bikini. Yeah, I want to see those twelve pixels. I mean, what was it the nineteen eighties? You wouldn't, yeah, yeah. That was that it, was you'd Playboy. be hard pressed to find stuff. Yeah, that was that was Playboy yeah. back then. <laughs> that was Playboy days. <laughs> but moving on, we'll go on to Alex because. The connection of Metroid to Metroid Dread. Yes. So, yes, I have been playing Metroid Dread. Um, obviously, you guys are more RPG fans, so I'm the one doing the uh, Metroid this time. Uh, I am so I am very much in two minds of Metroid Dread at the moment. I'm about three hours in, so don't take my word too much to heart because it's still early days. But there, there are parts I'm really enjoying, and I'm like, yes, this is great. This is Metroid. This is you know, what I want. And then there are other parts that are just like, uh, it's not really gelling. It's very hard. It's a very difficult game. And I think that's, it kind of goes against Nintendo's philosophy, like Nintendo's most philosophy, because like you see like the Yoshi games and Mario games, like you can, there are ways to get around it. And like, if, if you see yourself dying like five times, the game will be like, oh, do you want to try? I don't know this mode easy mode. yeah like what's well, funky kong mode basically where <laughs> or mellow mode in the yoshi exactly whereas yeah metroid dread does not have that and it's it's good like that's you know metroid's supposed to be challenging it's supposed to be difficult but this especially with the emmys the, those sections are really difficult so if you aren't familiar with the Emmy sections, they're basically... So the Emmys are the robots that you see in the opening. Right, right, right. I thought so, yeah. Yeah, like the... Yeah, they, they are legitimately terrifying. They are. They they're, are. They're and cool. Yeah, they are pretty cool, actually. But when you see them a hundred times, they they become less cool. Um, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, because, like, there are... So Metroidvanias are made to be... And especially in Metroid Dread as well, they're made to be quite expansive. They're big worlds. They're big maps and dungeons and you're you're going like quite freely and the the more you upgrade your character the more freely you can move in those areas and you know get to different parts and that's the cool thing about metroidvanias i'm up to the third map the third world and the interesting thing is there's always an emmy section in the map where there is an emmy and he the emmy won't go outside of those areas but if you enter them you have to be very careful and very stealthy. So it's basically like, it's fast-paced, it's fast-paced, and then you enter one of those areas and you have to be very careful. Oh, so it's like Spider-Man playing the Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The pacing just grinds to an absolute halt. It does, but like you can... So normally when you enter one, you have to go to... 
you have to figure out where to go and you go to a certain spot and then you're back into the open world but you haven't quite finished you always have to come back to that once you get i don't know once you figure out another way to go so it's it's again this is why i'm in two minds of this game because i've i do like the way that it kind of mixes things up a little bit and it's trying something new but in another point i have died so many times with them and then you just go back to the start and you have to do it again and ah so yeah again two minds with different things being a 2d metroidvania game though it is beautiful it is a very cool looking game. The last 2D Metroid game that wasn't a remake was Metroid Fusion, which I think 2004, 2005. Yeah, it was a very long time ago. Yeah, and that was on a handheld system. So this is, you know, well, arguably still handheld, but as well still home console. So mm. it's, you know, full HD and pretty sure 60 FPS. It runs very smooth, but there are, there are some jitters here and there, but nothing too noticeable and definitely in the combat it's very smooth so i wouldn't be too stressed about that um yeah we were talking we we're talking before the podcast as well i'm about three hours in and i just got the morph ball so it's, yeah yeah it feels I've, weird I've, yeah i've been hearing that like for some strange reason like a lot of people have been having difficulties finding it mm. and it's like it must just be really far into the game then yeah I, I mean i think i'm about like 20% through the game I would say so but normally you would get the morph ball much earlier but it does it's a game that tries different things and you've got to I've got to respect it for that but in an, in another ways I'm still it's still early days with it so we'll see how we go but that's all I'll say on Metroid Dread for the time being but I have been playing this beautiful game on my beautiful new Switch OLED and let me just say I love my Switch OLED I think it's I honestly think it's fantastic is it for everyone? No. No, it's, it's it's definitely not. Jake, you would get nothing out of this aside from... Yeah, of course I wouldn't. Yeah, aside from the Ethernet, built-in Ethernet connection. I don't know whether you would get anything out of that. But yeah, I would, yeah. Well, there you go. But aside from that... You could actually play Smash. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, maybe. Oh, we got Nickelodeon All-Stars. There you go. That's got rollback. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the... The screen on the Switch OLED, though, is so beautiful. It is really, really good. It's much bigger as well. So, like, it feels like that difference between a 3DS and a 3DS XL. It's quite noticeable when you, when you start it up. And the audio is so much clearer as well. Um, it's really, really nice. And the kickstand is fantastic. Like, that, that kickstand goes about probably 160 degrees. No, oh, yeah, not too bad. So you can, that's impressive. Yeah, so you can almost lay it down flat but slightly elevated. So, which is really good for like I don't know if you've got quite a few people around. Um, so again, that's the Switch OLED is fantastic if you do play in tabletop mode, or if you're playing you know handheld. If you if you like that variety but still want to have the option to dock it, it is really good. And I I mean it's still early days obviously, but I haven't had any issues with it. It's been fantastic. There, there is one thing I've uh, heard about it. Oh, uh, yeah. all the accessories, yeah, don't fit because they're like one millimeter too small or something. Yeah, I I heard about the flip grip not fitting it. Like it's not gonna fit. Yeah, uh, fit in that, and that made me very upset. But ah, uh, yeah, it's a it's a small. Yeah, I think thing. it's like it's one millimeter too small or one too big. Like, and the accessories just don't work now. 
So if you want it, you have to wait for more accessories to be built for this specifically. Yeah. That's annoying. <laughs> yeah. Apparently it's 0.05, uh, 0.05 pounds heavier than the regular Switch, which is very minimal. But it's that still... is so heavy. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually kind of impressive how much uh, like better it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, quite minuscule. Uh, another bad thing about it is, and this is the this is the funniest bad thing you could possibly imagine. On the, you know, on your regular Nintendo Switch and the Switch Lite, you where you have the game card little flap. Yes. You know where you can like put your like it's got that little dent and you can put your thumb in there and flick it up. Yeah. The Switch OLED doesn't have the dent. Oh no. <laughs> and when you don't have a cart in there. When you when you try to press down on it, it actually presses in. So it is. Oh no! I I literally had to get a knife and on my brand new Switch OLED and get in there ever so carefully and raise it up a little bit so that I could get my thumb in there. I'm just sitting here laughing, knowing that all of my Switch games are digital. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I I wouldn't have this problem. I know most most of my games are digital now, like, and yeah, I'm I'm I praise past Alex for that reason. I was like, oh, this is it. Like, once you put a cart in there, it's actually easier because the the flap doesn't get pushed in, so you can easily you know have a bit of a grasp on it. But for someone who bites their fingernails, it's actually quite difficult to get it open. Which is yeah, that's not good. Absolutely hilarious. And you know, try giving that to a kid. Oh, they wouldn't be able to get it open. No way. Oh, yeah. No way. To be like, yeah, mom, dad, can you, you know, can you open open this? I want to play a different game. Oh, let me get the knife. Yeah, it's yeah, not good. <laughs> I can't get the game out. Buy me a new Switch. <laughs> that was Nintendo's plan all along. It's a great business strategy. But I mean, it's, I mean, it's effective. Well, that's it. <laughs> Aside from those little things, though, yeah, I I think the Switch OLED's fantastic, and it's got a very sleek design on it as well. A uh, bit of a PSA, bit of a public service announcement. Uh, don't try to take off the screen protector that it comes with. It's Nintendo made the Nintendo Switch OLED, and it comes with its own uh, screen protector. Yeah. So huh. and some people have tried taking it tried taking it off and it just looks horrible. And yeah, just don't take that off and don't put a new screen protector on it because it already has one. So that's kind of neat actually. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I am so sick of having to buy screen protectors for everything. Yeah. Yes. I know a, a lot of devices are starting to come with screen protectors. I just got a new phone as well. It was a great day. Got a new phone, got a new switch, it was great. And here's, here's me, all my housemates came home and they just see me with like boxes everywhere, plastic everywhere and new phones. I'm transferring phone data and my Switch data. I'm just like, huh, I did a thing. I did something. Don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> um, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, the screen protector. Um, yeah, and the phone came with a screen protector as well. I'm just like, this is cool. This is cool that I don't have to buy one. Yeah, that is actually pretty beneficial. Yeah. Uh, and to wrap it up, I'm still making my way through Eastwood. Um, I haven't gone too far into that still. I'm about three, four hours in. There's a lot of dialogue. And it's it's kind of off-putting in a way because it feels like a lack of 
progression and the gameplay is okay but it's nothing special it's basically just a pretty game to look at so it's it's not one it's not a must-have i don't think it's not going to be in any game of the year discussion which is a bit disappointing but it's still good it's better than boldo <laughs> so that's something. that's your biggest disappointment of this year yeah yes yes it is without a doubt you, you you were like i'm so excited for this I waited, what was it, 14 years for this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 14, 15 years, and then got it, and yeah, it was terrible. I haven't picked it up since. It's still there. When I transferred all my data from, you know, Switch to the Switch OLED, I have to, you know, re-download a lot of games and all that. I'm just like, nah, I'm not re-downloading that. Nope. Right, with uh, Alex wrapped up, we're going to move on to Jake, our co-host and resident uh, ranting man. <laughs> What have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a lot of things this week, so I'll try and, you know, I'll try and keep it short. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, <laughs> that it won't happen. Uh, but, uh, yeah, jumping off of uh, what Nathan was talking about, I have also been playing Digimon Cyber Sleuth. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I started this thing on my stream where uh, every now and then, like, if I can't think of what I want to stream next, I'll have, like, a poll where people can put in, like, channel points and whatever wins, I'll I'll play. Uh, a certain uh, podcast host right now spent all of his points on Digimon Cyber Sleuth beating everything else. So don't know uh, what you're talking about. So uh, yeah, I've been playing <laughs> Digimon Cyber Sleuth. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a it's a really good game. And uh, uh, since I'm playing it on the PC, I don't have the uh, the really cool things that Nathan has been experiencing. So uh, progression the sleep mode boosting. Yeah, yeah. So. Like, he, yeah, his Digimon are about as strong as mine are, and I'm nearly at the end of the game. <laughs> nah. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a thing. Anyway, but, uh... But you've had, you've had the benefit of me, like, you know, giving you tips. True, true. You, you like, have uh, been the there. Like, the Sukumon grinding. Yeah, you, uh, being the resident Digimon person here. But, uh, yeah. yeah. But, like, yeah, be be because of this, I'm... Uh, yeah, because of this, I'm starting to think, like, maybe I should, you know, check out more Digimon stuff, since, you know, I've been really disappointed in Pokemon in recent years. Because, yeah, Cyber Sleuth, while being pretty... pretty minimal, like, gameplay-wise and all that, it's still a lot of fun. <laughs> also, you have three Digimon follow you around, compared to occasionally <laughs> one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is that, there is that. But, yeah, um... Anyway, uh, moving on to the next game. Uh, I finally managed to get myself Ring Fit Adventure. Yay! About, yeah, about time. Time for me to get off this couch. Uh, <laughs> it is a workout. Oh, How did you go? <laughs> I can do one level a day and that's it. Yeah, it is a brutal <laughs> It is brutal like, workout when you're starting out mm -hmm. yeah like like it's bad for me because like i'm incredibly out of shape i have scoliosis i am like the epitome of don't skip leg day so <laughs> like uh, my legs are pathetic my back is completely destroyed so like i brought this specifically because i wanted to you know build up strength in my back and legs because that i might be getting a job soon that requires me to stand for like eight hours without a rest I kind of need that. Literally, the first thing the game needs you to do is squats. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Why? 
Yeah, it'll, uh, it'll, but, it'll make you work for it. Oh, it, it is so hard. Like, I, I've been playing it all week and I only just beat Drago for the first time. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I only just started, you know, World 2, quote-unquote. So, yeah. Can I make a suggestion? Suggest away. Buy a yoga mat. Yes. I have been using a yoga mat. Oh, good. Don't worry. Good. Because, uh... Luckily, my mother still has a lot of her exercise equipment when she brought We Fit all those years ago. <laughs> <laughs> we still yeah, have, no, like we still have all the that yoga mat around. is really beneficial. Yeah, yeah, it is. You're gonna I, have to I, get on I, the ground I, a lot. Yeah, like first day, I didn't do it without the yoga mat, and boy, boy, was I feeling it in my tailbone. Yeah, it was real also bad. also make sure you have a drink bottle next to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my my major maybe two yeah mm. my major difficulty with it is like my instinct is to hold my breath whenever I do stretches and like things like that. You're not supposed to do that. That's no. really bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's really bad. And yeah, I, I I gotta learn to get out of that habit. But uh, a, yeah, ring ring fit. Out. What I what I love about ring fit adventure though is it is it does cater to your to your specific level and then it does yes. it does talk you through those exercises and yeah I, yeah I think the important thing is is to try not to one try not to beat yourself up if you can't do something like just try to take it as it comes and second yeah. and secondly um focus more about your your um oh your form so for, so instead of focusing on like oh i'm gonna do you know this amount of of i don't know sit-ups or what i can't even remember what the exercises are yeah but like instead of doing this amount of reps like try to focus on like making sure that your back is straight that you're breathing correctly because that's the hardest part. that's the yeah that is the hardest part Mm. because uh yeah once i brought it like my mother you know being like fascinated with uh fitness games because you know she's in the same boat as i am Mm. uh (laughs) Like she watched me do it. She's constantly telling me, "It's like no, straighten your back, straighten your back, straighten yeah. your back." It's like, woman, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> like with my physique, I physically can't straighten my back any higher than this. Please, yeah, you right. <laughs> you will feel quite uncomfortable doing some of those exercises. Oh, so bad. But it is good for you. So, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so something a fun I, tip. Yeah. Uh. There is speedruns of this game. Oh, God. Yeah, sure are. Those people are crazy. Which uh, you're looking at the fastest time is 11 and a half hours. Dang. That's on the easy intensity, like any intensity. At level 30 intensity, 15 and a half hours. (sighs) Wow. Yeah, it's not a game speedrun. Yes, people speedrun this game. (laughs) There's not many people that have, but they do. Are they just like absolutely jacked? It's like what? I don't know, but <laughs> someone a hundred percent the game in a speed run for twenty one hours thirteen minutes is the world record. Nah. Why? Because <laughs> it's a video game; they have to speed run it. Uh, I mean, yeah, true, true. <laughs> but yeah. it's just—it's insane what people do. Yeah, yeah. Most yeah. people seem to just do the uh, beat world one speed run. Yeah, that—that that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. 8 minutes 41 seconds. Uh-huh. Think if you can do that. I think there's that, more dialogue that, you have to get through for the most part. That's going to be the, the annoying bit. Yeah. The flailing you have to do just to skip <laughs> the uh 
skip the dialogue oh. would give you a workout. <laughs> it would. Because, yeah, for, for those that don't know, like, yeah, for those that haven't played this, you've got to squeeze in uh, on the uh, ring thing to accept and pull it, like, pull it out to, um, you know, cancel. So you got to... Yeah. <laughs> like, even... You're working out <laughs> just to do discussions. Yeah, yeah, menus. Like, so cycling through menus is a workout. <laughs> I probably shouldn't tell you this, but you can always press the button as well. You can, but, you know... Fitness. I'm, I'm there to get fit. That's the <laughs> yes. point. Exactly. It's one of those times I'm like, I'm not supposed to cheat. Don't do it. A uh, bit, bit of a tip as well. In the, in the home menu, if you don't have much time or you just want to do a, a short workout, there are sets that you can do. So instead yeah, of actually going yeah. through the dialogue and all that kind of stuff, you can do short sets. Also, yeah. there's an offline, like, if you put the game in sleep mode, uh, you can do, like, the just uh, flex the in and out for, like, I think it's a thousand and you get a present or something. Mm. Huh. All right. That's and you can just do that while watching TV or something. Yeah. <laughs> the game, cool. yeah, Ring Fit Adventure is really good about being accessible to everyone. Yeah. It's just yeah. making sure you do it. Yeah. Right. Now... Can I move on to the next game without being interrupted, please? No, this is a discussion. No. We, no. we were on a discussion no, about fit, Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> no, but anyway, uh, uh, next game. Uh, the, the next, yeah, the last two games on my list are games I actually reviewed recently. So hey, check out the website for my reviews on these. Uh, <laughs> my latest one is uh, Nickelodeon All Stars. So yeah, I uh, mentioned this a little bit earlier, but uh, hey, that came out. That's fun. <laughs> this game is surprisingly way more fun than I expected. It just needs voice acting. Yeah, but you know, all, all the Nickelodeon games in the past, what, decade have just not had voice acting in it. Which it just sucks. feels so weird. It does. It does. But like the team put in more than enough effort into like character animations that you, oh, they they, they, really they did. still you know feel like the characters. So it, like it alleviates you know the weirdness, yeah, the weird lifelessness yeah. of it, but not fully. But uh, yeah, Nickelodeon All Stars is kind of ridiculously good. <laughs> it just doesn't have a lot of content at the moment. It's got like local multiplayer online multiplayer and you know what's essentially smash brothers classic mode and that's it but the characters Which, are like so that's good what to play, smash though. had when it first came out so true yeah. true but this is you know 2021 can you yeah, break exactly. the targets <laughs> you cannot break the targets it basically has arcade mode yeah, yeah. but uh yeah there's uh it, there's a lot of really good stuff in it. Like, uh, there's there's some things that it does that I actually prefer over Smash Brothers, because uh, I cannot, yeah, I cannot like roll stand back net code. The, yeah, rollback netcode. I'm playing games with people in like Brazil and stuff, and it feels like they're on my couch next to me. <laughs> it's it's incredible. Once again, rollback netcode. It's literally free. Were you playing with Bruno? <laughs> I have been playing with Bruno a bit. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Getting called out there. <laughs> but, um, uh, oh, what else? What, what was I talking about? Uh, oh, right. Yes, yes. Um, I prefer that this game has, like, a light and heavy button instead of Smash Brothers having normal attacks and tilts. Yeah. Because, like, tilts are just, 
they're kind of awkward to use until you know the game you actually uh, know gave use it. yeah yeah until the game you know like let you remap tilts to you know the other stick but like yeah lights and heavies is just way easier way easier yeah. for me to understand but uh some characters are ridiculous though <laughs> patrick is toxic man <laughs> patrick is toxic like uh his uh his down special is straight up just like uh Bowser's like side special to grab. Oh uh, yeah. That you know, in melee people would always use to just throw you off the side. Yeah, I did that. But it's way more aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow Patrick is more aggressive than Bowser. Why? <laughs> I believe it. I mean he's getting revenge for getting like beaten up in the uh the previews. <laughs> oh god almost every character has some kind of meteor smash as well so you can yeah. do some crazy like off-stage bullying like <laughs> like a toff yeah toffs yeah toffs is the most like egregious of this because like there's no sweet spot like most characters have when it comes to it if it hits you you are going down you have died you just a, lost the stock and it, it is, is a huge big. It is huge. Oh, it just drops an entire, like, earth pillar on you. It is... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But, but yeah, Nickelodeon All-Stars. Go go play that while waiting for you know who. Wink. We'll talk about that later. Oh, shadowing. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, la- last game. And your the, final game? Yeah, the final game. Uh, another game I've been uh, reviewing. Hot Wheels Unleashed. Uh, yeah, this game is also really good. I do not like the fact that it has blind boxes and a season pass mode. You know, like Fortnite battle pass kind of thing. Fight the power. And, and that stuff is actually tied into yeah, stats it's, and stuff. Yeah, it, it, it ties itself directly into the game, like, to the point where, like, if you take that out, it it's a detriment to the game. It's, uh, it's a mess. Which sucks, because Hot Wheels Unleashed, the just by pure controls alone is one of the best races i've played in years and that's saying something because i play a lot of races and isn't the track maker really good as well minus the one minus the inability to undo Mm -hmm. the track maker is really good that surely has to be a patch yeah it has yeah like is it's weird because like it technically does have an undo button, but like once you accept like changes, you can't go back on them. So like you can alter uh like a track piece however you want. You can like flip it upside down, you can twist it, uh you could have it like turn left or right or whatever. Like you can undo those changes, but once you set it in place, you can't go back. So if you like me uh ended up putting your uh putting a piece a little bit too close to the wall and it won't let you attach another piece after that you have to start again that's not fun i spent like 45 minutes making one hell of a crazy track nearly finished it got too close to the wall and like why (laughs) oh it's so frustrating yeah that that hurts Uh, listen to oh it was mm, that was a real shame because like y- you can you can really do some crazy things with that uh 
uh, track creator. It's like you can have a ramp that leads up to like a loop, but the ramp itself, if you go fast enough, you can just bypass a loop together, just go straight through it into the next part of the track. Uh, you could like turn that around and have the track like continue through the whole of the loop and oh, <laughs> like you can add like a whole bunch of other like weird set pieces like spiders that shoot webs or like uh, uh, part of the track where like a dinosaur just like eats it so like it kind of works like a uh, a gate so you have to wait for the uh, dinosaur to open up its mouth you got like uh like yeti pieces that throw ice on the uh on the track that slow you down it's like it's really impressive what they've done but like just the the inability to undo is <laughs> just so frustrating <laughs> oh jeez oh how you feeling and, and- <laughs> i and i talk that- a lot <laughs> i talk a lot so it wears me out and you know i get very you know excited so I got it. And with that, uh, we'll move on to the Patreon plug. <laughs> Before we uh, move on to the news properly, we'll uh, shout out our patrons. So uh, if you go on to our Patreon, was it patreon.com slash switcherbrew? Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, pretty straightforward. Uh, so for $1 a month, you get this podcast two or three days early. It goes towards supporting us on the website and helping pay the writers and keeping everything running which is really good and once we reach a hundred dollars a month we can make this podcast a weekly show which might make things a lot easier because we will just be doing like an hour-long episode at most unless we have you know 40 minutes of discussing what we've played the week before sorry (laughs) (laughs) give jake more time yeah i mean we we gave him we gave him plenty of time yeah we did yeah, yeah, we give him the gift of time. Yeah. Yes. I, I tried to make it short, and you guys kept elongating it. To be fair, we actually had important stuff to talk about with Ring for Adventure. You know, tips and tricks on how to play it. True, true, true. Yeah. Y'all are but welcome. We are now moving on to the news, where we're going to start off with Jake here. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <clears throat> I have been waiting 20 years to say this. <clears throat> Sora from Kingdom Hearts is in Smash. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. What was it? You said uh, the happiest you've been in your life. (laughs) Oh, if if you go to my yeah, if you go to my Twitch stream, Twitch or TV slash Jackson fifteen. Stop (laughs) plugging yourself. No, you told me I can. Yeah, I, you, I was, you genuinely I was, did. I was really, yeah, exactly. I said I was incredibly self-conscious about it, and you're like, hey, just do it. Just do it. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> anyway, uh. Uh, yeah, if you go there, uh, I have a clip going through, uh, you know, how I felt about it. And yes, I straight up said, I, I, I could meet the woman of my dreams. I could have a child with that woman. That would not top this day. <laughs> well, that's depressing. <laughs> oh, this like Sora was my never ever going to happen pick. Like, just the legal loopholes Sakurai had to do to oh, get yeah. Sora in here is ridiculous, and I you mean, can see the it fact in that, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say the fact there's no Disney. Yeah, there's no Disney at all whatsoever, 
and people have been you know laughing at that it's like oh look at his stage you can clearly see where donald and goofy's heads are gonna be but they replaced it with the wayfinder and the raft haha <laughs> that's funny <laughs> but uh oh he, he looks he looks broken he looks broken he sure as hell. Does. <laughs> he looks more broken than Bayonetta in uh, yeah. Wii U. Yeah, right? Just going from, like, uh, ground combo into, like, aerial launcher, into aerial combo, into uh, aerial sweep, into sonic blade, into, you know, death. It's stupid. It is so stupid. I can't wait to play it. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I'm literally bouncing on the spot just talking about this. <laughs> oh, jeez. Like, you got any uh, commentary on this, uh, Alex? I I love Kingdom Hearts. So it was as soon as I saw that uh, Mickey Mouse, lo- like the Disney logo. Yeah. That And I, my reaction was just to laugh because it was just... It was like you said. It was like a never ever kind of thing. Like yeah. I, I don't, I'm I'm not a Kingdom Hearts fan at the same level as you are, Jake. But mm. I still have very fond memories of Kingdom Hearts, and it was it it is a massive thing. And for Nintendo to be able to figure something out, like a deal out with them, I don't know whether they sold their soul or what, but <laughs> yeah. they did it. They managed to do it. Now, so when I just when, when watching that reveal. Did either of you initially think it was going to be the chosen undead from Dark Souls? No, I did have like, the fire. Did give me that impression. Yeah, the yeah, like the lone bit of fire totally looked like the Dark Souls bonfire. So I'm like, oh my god, chosen undead. That's pretty cool. And then bam, screw you, Keyblade. <laughs> yeah, but no, I did. I did not think that for a second. <laughs> the- so that um guess you not a true game of Sora <laughs> for Jake is how Benjo Kazooie was for you Alex. Yeah, yeah, I and that's what I thought as well. I can only imagine. So yeah, for me for Benjo Kazooie was jump like you said jumping in my seat, yeah. whacking my desk like yeah, so that was uh, really hype that. seeing that as well. Uh, I still remember that moment. Yeah, that was a that great was, moment. That was yeah. Like, all of these, like, Smash character uh, announcements have been fantastic. Yeah. Do you remember in that trailer when, like, King K. Rool, Donkey Kong, and Diddy Kong were all, like, banging on the... the, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me in real life as well. I was just banging on my desk, like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was amazing. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's like... Like, every little detail that was shown off as Sora is just fantastic. He's got his stupid jump where he spreads his legs out like really weirdly far. His uh, uh, his costumes that are just like Kingdom Hearts One, Kingdom Hearts Two, Dream Drop Distance Three, uh, Valor Form, Wisdom Form, uh, Ultimate Form from uh, Kingdom Hearts Three, and the Timeless River style. Like, oh my god, oh just ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's the only time I have ever cared about characters' alt costumes. It's You can yeah. tell he's excited for it. A little bit. I like Kingdom Hearts, man. What can I say? Nah. <laughs> what what can I say? <laughs> I don't believe Speaking you. of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, let's nice. go into the next one. More Kingdom Hearts news. Hell yeah. 
Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 uh, Final Chapter Prologue, and Kingdom Hearts 3 plus Remind are coming to the Switch. Yay! As cloud versions. Boo! I'm just saying, now the monkey's poor. Ah, uh, sucks. That, uh, that was, mm, like, yay, they're finally there, but, uh, like, if we haven't made this uh, obvious enough throughout, like, the other episodes of the podcast, here in Australia, our internet connection is absolute poo-poo garbage. So, Which is like, an understatement. Yeah, so, like, cloud versions of games might as well not exist. Well, they many are... you can't actually buy. <laughs> like, what was it, Alex? You, uh, you had to go on mobile internet to do the podcast initially. Now and, I have a very long Ethernet cable. And Jake, you can't stream when it rains. Yeah. <laughs> when it rains, it gets too moist for the wires underground and they short circuit and freak out. Australia. It's that bad. Yeah. Yeah, the, in- the internet situation is horrible here in Australia. So, like, obviously that's a very, very small portion of the market. But, yeah, they're pretty much unplayable here mm. and most most often than not they're not even available here to be able to purchase yeah so, that's a, that's another thing too so ugh. exactly because they already know how bad it's going to be so they're like oh well it's not going to work so then you can then jump onto the u.s servers and because it's a u.s server it's like it's even worse yeah it wasn't going to work anyways let alone you know jumping onto onto u.s server so and there was someone uh, i think it was from switch up um like another switch media uh, yeah, another Switch media outlet, and they tried to get into. I think it was the Forgotten City, and because I think that's on Switch, or maybe it was on Xbox. I don't know. They were trying to get into that, and they had a wait time. They had a queue to be able to play their own game. So it's just Ugh. like it's just it's not there yet. But I mean, for some parts, I've been playing like X Cloud games on my phone, and it you know it works for games like Slay the Spire, where it's not action based, it's turn based, mm. but. For, and for Kingdom Hearts as well, that's a very uh, precise action game. Yeah, it is an action RPG. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Uh, Kingdom Hearts action game on cloud gaming It is yeah. not good. Yeah, it is probably one of the worst ways to play that game. Mm. And the most baffling thing is that all aside from Kingdom Hearts 3 would probably run just fine on Switch. Yeah, they, they would mean, work fine. I mean, I know they haven't ever remade it, but uh, was it three five eight slash two days was a DS game? Exactly. <laughs> they so, turned that into a movie. <laughs> <sighs> so two point eight. Such a good game too. <laughs> two point eight might have been a bit of a struggle as well, but aside yeah. from that, like all these games played on PlayStation three. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's there's no reason why the Switch version couldn't work as just a regular version. The only reason is for money. Like they. It's quicker to get it out like that, is what I've heard. It's quicker to get it out as a cloud version. Yeah. And they want it in time for the Smash reveal, or the Smash launch. Which makes me think there's a potential they might eventually release them properly? I don't think they will, because they'll just get lazy. I mean, probably, but depends how sales goes, I guess. Yeah. I, I got really. Ex- I woke up in the morning and I was flicking through the news as I do, like the, you know, Nintendo news, the, act- the actual news. Yeah, yeah. And... 
for for us gamers. And I saw I saw that like my eyes lit up. Yay, Kingdom Hearts! And then straight away. Yeah, I, 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 well, I, I saw the Smash reveal. Like, oh, Kingdom Hearts! And you clap down. I got so excited. It's like, oh, am I going to be able to review all these games <laughs> that I love and get paid for it? Oh, yeah, cloud version. No. Nope. <laughs> that, that, that went from a 10 to an 8. <laughs> <laughs> 10 oh. to an unplayable. 10 to an NA. Not applicable. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a bummer. That, that's one where you're probably going to have to pass it off to Bruno. <laughs> Bruno I, I doesn't don't, care. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think the... I'm not sure how the internet connectivity is in Brazil, but... Yeah. I don't probably think better be that than much Australia. Better. Probably better, but not much better. Like, anything's better than here, but, you know. Yeah. I don't think it'll be too much better. Probably It'll probably have to be, like... Actually, probably Dylan in the US. Yeah. Yeah, or Brian. Probably. I get everything. Or you when you move to Japan. Yeah. Whenever that happens. Eventually. One day. Moving on. Alex, do you want to take the next one? Yeah, this one this one I'm pretty excited about. Um, just to revisit. So the Grand Theft Auto trilogy, the definitive edition, is announced for Switch and coming later this year. So I didn't like, because we, we talked about this a few episodes ago. And yeah, like, the sure leak did. was real. Surprise. Yeah, exactly. More and more more and more and tidbits from this leak are becoming, you know, possible. So, I mean, Nathan, I, I'm Chronicles. really, really hoping that comes to the Switch. What does? Chrono Cross. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Chrono Cross. Like, I am so. genuinely hoping that comes to the Switch, and I, I am hundred percent claiming that now. <laughs> it, it probably will. Let's let's face it. Yes. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't think I could rightly give it to anyone else. I'd give it to someone. It's like if Banjo Kazooie came. Well, it is coming to Switch, but it's like if a Banjo Kazooie came as a you know not Nintendo Switch Online version. Of course, yeah. I would review that. But like, yeah, it's you would clearly review Chrono Cross. Anyways, though, yeah. Grand Theft Auto <laughs> trilogy. Um, it's so it says the definitive edition. I don't know because the trailer is not a trailer. It's it's basically just it's coming. Oh. It's happening later this year. I'm like, yeah. later this year is one or two months. It's basically a, a announcement for an announcement. Yeah, show us something. Like you don't have much time left of the year. No. So you may as well show something. And we've seen the games before. It's not these, like... These are old games. These are 20-year-old games, yes. Yeah. So Ow, just... my soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I just I don't understand why, they've, why they haven't showed anything. But, yeah, the fact that it's Definitive Edition, I'm curious as to how literal we should take that. I mean, I wonder if the cheat codes still work. They, sh- they have to. I mean, they do still in GTA Five, so. Then you'd assume they would. Yeah, it's... I mean that's that's what made the game for a lot of people back then. Exactly. I never finished a Grand Theft Auto game, but I put a lot of hours into them. <laughs> a lot of just driving around with uh, tanks and driving over cars. Yep, it was either tanks or in San Andreas, I'd be on a bicycle, bunny hopping, hundred feet in the air. It was great. It was so good. good old man. Video games, man. <laughs> Realism. Good fun, though. 
like very good like fun and it's good to see that's coming yeah and i put a post about it before as well like this these games were banned in australia yeah they were now they're now they're coming to switch of all things yeah go figure so I'll take this one with uh, the Pokemon company has confirmed that Legends Arceus will not be open world. Um, mo- I think it's worked out that it's more going to be like Monster Hunter. So if you don't know exactly what that's like, it's more like you go out and there's like open areas and you can you know, like take on quests and gather stuff. I think it would be similar to that. Yeah, so like, yeah, you take on a quest and it will like lock you into a specific area on the map instead of giving you more like, the entirety um, of the map i think it's more like what is it when you go on expeditions yeah 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 it's like it's just you go you go oh i'm gonna go here or here or if there's is quests you go oh this will take me to this one here so we'll see how it goes mm. and it looks like there might actually be quests based on like Which you is... know you're working for stuff yeah yeah, yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing, honestly. Like, I no, was actually really not. concerned how they were going to make, uh, like, a Pokemon game open world with all the balancing and levels and whatnot. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, like I, I talked. So to, this will uh, actually some work people. out. Beneficial. Yeah, yeah. I was I was talking to some people that were like a little concerned about this, and like, I, uh, I yeah, my point was like, how are they going to balance a game like this when you could walk in like half an hour in one direction and you'll find Pokemon like twenty to thirty levels higher than you and you get destroyed. Mm. That's like playing Fallout and walking into a Deathclaw at level one. Yeah, or playing any Xenoblade game. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Those massive monsters walking around and you just see level 80. You're like, oh, this is terrifying. Yeah, like yeah. mid-fight with like a level two enemy. It's like, oh, hi. <laughs> what is that? X was really bad for that. I remember X was oh, it very, was awful. Very oh, it was yeah. awful for that. But no, Legends Arceus does look like it's going to be pretty good. Yeah, like, yeah d- despite all this, yeah, it, it still looks like it's going to be a good game. And it's, it, also, this is just more like this is going to, you know, tighten the balance a bit. Also, mm. that's been announced as a, a Scyther Hisuian Evolution Cleaver. Oh right, yeah, we didn't talk. Did that show up like last? It was podcast? right after just... the podcast. Right, right, nah, right, right. Of course. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, kind of creepy is... looking. Yeah, hacksaw, despite you know using axes and whatever. Cleavor, <laughs> cleavor. That's it. Right, hacksaw would have been the... yeah. <laughs> hacksaw would have actually been you know more apt if it's using axes. But yeah, I think it's actually based off a like a Japanese figure. That would make sense. Yeah, especially considering the the setting. Uh, yeah. I think it was um from memory, I don't remember the person's name, but it was the guy who killed Otohime or Nobunaga's sister. Right, right, right. It was right. his he was married to her and he killed her, I think. Obviously, he's not in Pokemon Quest for that reason. <laughs> yeah. So they make Pokemon about him. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm yeah, he was significantly known for using like two uh, axes in his hand. So it does look like a barbarian, though. Yeah. With the 
like the tufted fur look on rocks on its arms. Mm. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm again, cool. curious, optimistic, cautiously optimistic, curiously optimistic. Oh, sure, okay. Because <laughs> I'm curious about it. Sure. <laughs> sure. No, I was curiously optimistic. Okay. It's like, no, don't tell me that I'm wrong. I'm right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, fair enough. Cool. I know what I meant. You know what you meant. That's the yeah. spirit. Uh, so, Jake, do you want to take this one? Yeah, sure. Seeing uh, as you reviewed this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hypercharge Unbox releases its largest update to date, using player feedback as the basis. So yeah, Hypercharge Unbox was the first game that I actually reviewed for the site. It's a good Fun game. Fact. Yeah, it it is a really good game, and I've been uh, casually keeping up with uh, uh, with you know the updates for this game for a while. We played this on stream when it first came out, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, way before like both of us were even part of Switchaboo. Yeah, it's like yeah, the game was good back then, but like clearly missing a lot of stuff, but. Yeah, like this. This has oh, this has added so much like stuff. It's like new characters, new maps, new weapons, new enemies. Like a, a UI overhaul, uh, an update to Plague Mode, which I haven't played. Like I think that came out after my review. Uh, I think that's like a Horde Mode kind of thing, and they improved the movement, which thank goodness because it was a little stiff. Which it's still good movement, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It it it, it did needed some work, but like, but like yeah. this game is genuinely really solid. Like, if you get some friends play this, like this is like a good week. You could just go out and explore the world on it. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm glad that they're still working on this because like I I I think yeah when we first played it on stream together on its release, uh. Like we said, this is good. It has potential to be something else if they, you know, continue working on it. And hey, this was like, this is, I think, two years after the game came out now. And yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, they're still working on it. Like, they're working on, like, a story mode still. Yeah. Like, can't wait for that to come out. And it is like a nostalgic flashback for 90s kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. We haven't even, like, really talked about what the what kind of game this is so uh yeah if you have no idea what hypercharge unbox is uh if you ever watch the movie small soldiers it's like that but you're playing it and it's a like a horde based tower defense kind of game it's and really the enemies cool are just toys from the 90s <laughs> yeah like boglins Beyblades, like generic uh robot enemies there's like you know the plastic green army man there's dinosaurs yeah plastic dinosaurs like a whole bunch of different stuff game is fun game is really fun this game has been on my radar for a long time it's definitely one to get like yeah if you can like get a few people to play with just play it yeah that's my challenge <laughs> yeah yeah it, it is one of those games that like it's a bit of a challenge playing by yourself but it is an absolute blast playing with like a group oh, of friends 100 percent that's the other enemies but yeah it is yeah it's tower defense like wave based shooter yeah i think in the last update they added uh they added like uh you know like my little pony-esque toys as enemies oh. which is that that was funny that was funny. that is pretty funny <laughs> so it's only on steam and switch 
Yeah, yeah. Which I believe the nice. Swi- yeah, I believe the Switch version is the one that they're actually you know, you know, more focused in rather than the PC version. It's Which is like even better. Yeah, like I, I, I've been following their Twitter account and they're constantly talking about you know the Switch version of the game rather than the PC version. It probably gets more people playing it. Yeah, really. It'd it'd be for sales reasons for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You go, you go where your audience is. Is like this really does feel like the kind of game that's best suited for the Switch. It's like it's it's all about toys and stuff. Oh yeah, let's have a look and see if there's what other enemies there were. Toy robots, the Beyblades, bouncing balls are a thing as well that you fight. Oh, they're annoying. They are. Planes, oh, the planes, the UFOs, Slobkins, whatever yeah, they're called. Uh, yeah, not Boglins. <laughs> Slobkins. Yeah, it's it's legally distinct. Legally, dis- legally distinct, despite the fact that they have you know almost exactly the same packaging. <laughs> oh yeah, there is a oh, lot of like just things around like the levels as well. Mm. Like what was it? There was a. Jurassic Park ripoff poster, wasn't there? Yeah, there's, yeah, there was that. There's like a level where, uh, like you're in some kid's bedroom and there's like, you find that there's just clothes of garlic by the side of his bed. It's like, ew, why? <laughs> <laughs> like, there, really, yeah, really, like, like detailed like things. Oh, the uh, I think one of my uh. One of my favorite references is like they have, uh, like they have Nerf guns, like just in like the toy store levels and stuff. But like they change the uh, they change the name from Nerf to OP Please Nerf. <laughs> great, great workaround. <laughs> yeah, it's like it, the game is very tongue uh, tongue in cheek with its uh, uh, with its you know writing style and comedy and all that, and it's it, it, it's just it's one of those games. That like you'll probably have a blast with if you check it out. I highly recommend it. It's a. It always looked like a first person shooter to me, so it's not really first person shooter. Uh it is. They added an update recently that lets you change it to third person. So if you, you know, would prefer that. But yeah, it is a primarily a first person shooter that lets you place down, you know, uh, tower defense things oh okay yeah so like auto turrets mines uh what else was there walls yeah there was walls there was uh slime to slow down which you uh, need yeah, to fight the uh <laughs> to fight blades. the beyblades yeah they go out of control real quick amazing the first time we played it we played it on four player difficulty with just the two of us and didn't realize <laughs> yeah we lost almost instantly <laughs> The Beyblades, like, we did pretty good in the first level, and the second level. Then the Beyblades came out. If <laughs> We got overwhelmed really quickly. I think we still passed it yeah, on the second but, like, try. Just. And then we didn't realise until, like, the last, like, 30 minutes that, like, hang on a second. We were Sl- playing it on the wrong difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the whole time it's like, wow, this game is actually really difficult. It sounded like an Avatar opening. Everything was great until the Beyblades attacked. I mean... <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> the Beyblades just destroy. 
And like they are like if you've seen like the pictures of it, we're not just saying it's like oh it's generic spinning top. They're one hundred percent totally Beyblades. They have you know the attack ring, the weight disc, the like the bit beast, like everything. It they are clearly modeled after Beyblades. They knew what they were doing. Yes, they hundred percent know what they're doing. <laughs> but uh, that was hypercharged unbox update. We are last thing to talk about is. We, at the Tokyo Game Show, they have the Japan Game Awards, and the winner of that was Monster Hunter Rise. Way. And they've announced that they've shipped 7.5 million copies. Way. That's a That's lot. A lot. Yeah, and it hasn't come out to PC yet. Oh, yeah. Is that... Yeah. Damn. Rise is coming out to PC. <laughs> when it comes out to PC, that's going to explode. Yeah, because mm. all the people who don't own a Switch and want to play this are just going to buy it on PC. Mm. Also, people are going to double buy it because people do that all the time. Yeah. But yeah there'd probably a, be... I imagine for that as well, there'd probably be like, you can transfer your save data as well. I don't think you can. It seems like a game that would have that, that would transfer. They, they didn't with World. They didn't with World, but they did have in, uh, I think it was ultimate three or three ultimate um you can do from the wii u to the 3ds yeah i remember that but that was but yeah I think... like i i think a save transfer from a console to a pc would be a bit more difficult i mean if they did it for witcher 3 <laughs> touche touche yeah <laughs> i'll give you that although it doesn't work for the xbox one and ps4 go figure like there's no reason why it won't it wouldn't work for Xbox One or PS PS4 mm. or Series X I suppose I'm still waiting on my Series X update for Witcher Three. Hmm. Because they you said did. that was coming a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. You'd think that would come out by now, but apparently not. Well, I haven't heard any update, and they're still saying 2021. So <laughs> running out of time. Oh boy. Oh, they are a small team you know working on mainly cyberpunk now right trying oh, to get th- that yeah. to yeah trying to get that to not be on fire yeah i could say uh, <laughs> i think they're a bit uh distracted with the cyberpunk uh, yeah i fire, i, I completely course. for i completely forgot that was the same team oh boy yeah bit of damage control yeah like f- putting out the flames like from what yeah. i hear that game is still scuffed yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm, not expe- I'm not. I'm not expecting. <laughs> yeah. How long do you think it's going to be until we get Cyberpunk 2077 cloud version on Switch? Never. Yeah. <laughs> could that, you imagine that ain't it? <laughs> could you imagine it? No. No. I, 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 I could think be- it would ever. I, I could barely imagine the original. <laughs> I saw that little of it. I'm just quickly checking something because I saw some interesting facts. Okay, so yeah. Here's a couple of facts. Monster Hunter, there's one since 2004, uh, Game of the Year, seven out of 18 times. <laughs> Decent track record. And uh, one of them, it shared Game of the Year with um, Ghost of Tsushima, which was the first Western game to win it. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. So uh, now we're going to move over onto the Indie Roundup, and I'll leave this to Alex, because this is your field of expertise normally. Yeah, I generally find I'm the Indie guy around here. 
Uh, Especially but... uh, when we do name that game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've I've learned not to do that many uh, indie games now, but <laughs> every now and then I'll throw one in. We're bad. We're bad at it. A little bit. <laughs> Either really bad or really good, like last week. <laughs> yeah, but that was a good uh... good time to be good. Well, that is true, considering how long the episode went for. Yeah. It was like, yep, finished, yep, wrap it up. Let's go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's go into the Indie Roundup. So the Indie Roundup, if anyone's not familiar, we go through the quite a few indie games that are upcoming within the next fortnight. Normally ones that are either either ones that like obviously have a lot of attention, a lot of um, a lot of hype around them. Be careful with that hype with Baldo, but that's a different <laughs> matter. Uh, but... <laughs> We also we also just pick ones that we thought that we think do deserve a little bit of uh, a little bit of discussion. So or just look first neat, up, or just look neat. That's exactly right. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is a little golf journey. So this one launches on on the fourteenth of October. So this is Playtonic Friends' first published game on Nintendo Switch. That's what I was going to uh, say. They're publishing it, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, if you're not familiar with Playtonic, they did Ukulele, so and they're ex Rare developers. Um, but these these guys, they did actually release their first game, like their first published game. It was like the Bullets Per Minute game. Oh, they did oh, BPMs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they published that and that launched on Xbox One and PS4 not long ago. That's um, cool. Yeah. So this is their second game, but first one on Switch, A Little Golf Journey. Again, it's a massive theme with games recently there's a lot of golf games coming out but this one there really very... is yeah like i think i pointed that out like the other day it's like yeah, why there's so I, many golf games? i think you've pointed it out several times i feel like every fortnight there's a new golf game yeah and but every fortnight looks... we always add it to the thing i like golf games what can i say um but yeah this one looks pretty pretty chill it's got like um it's got like a really nice uh poly- polygonal art style as well that's really, I don't know, it's just kind of soothing to look at. But embark on your, so a little summary, embark on your adventure and bring colour back to the world as you complete golfing channels uh, challenges across multiple destinations. With over 100, 100 holes split across 10 stunning courses, you'll be able to unlock secrets and discover mysteries along the way. That's okay. a bit generic. I am looking through like the yeah. description on this. <laughs> I am loving their puns. Oh, of course... <laughs> Looking for a particular challenge. Yeah, that's that's probably Platonic's influence, I reckon. Prepare to tee off on your next adventure. Yeah, this yeah, Platonic has gotten to them. Yeah, I mean, look at Benji Kazooie. Exactly, and Ukulele. Yeah. But yeah, that one's October fourteenth. Next one is Nira. So N I R A. This one's published by Graffiti Games, who have done quite a few really cool um, indie titles. Uh, Blue Fire is the first one that comes to mind. Yeah. But this one, explore procedurally generated islands in this fast-paced sandbox survival adventure filled with building, crafting, fighting, farming, and quests. So this one has more of a blocky kind of pixel art style. Like yeah. Almost, it's, it's a certain type of... It's a almost early computer RPG. Like yeah, yeah, it's uh, like early a- is... early eighties, like Atari. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, but... that's very strong. The Atari walk around. Um, I get the art style looks like oh, Stardew Valley's uh, the little game in the game kind of thing. Mm. What is it? 
prairie like thing i think it's like the prairie ranger and it looks very much like over the top like very pixelated blocky kind of characters it's it looks quite neat honestly there's one there's one game that like art style wise this reminds me of it's like a i can't remember the name because like i didn't have a computer back uh when this came out but it's like it a, a snow- yeah, it was like a snowboarding game, and occasionally like a yeti will come out and chase you. Oh, that game! Oh, I remember that. <laughs> I <laughs> don't like know you, the game, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you can see what I'm talking about when I say it kind of looks like that. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious that we all knew exactly what you yeah. meant. <laughs> uh, but uh, so this one actually, by the time this podcast will be up, this one is actually being reviewed by Dylan, our our writer so um, yeah so well well if he if we're able to get it up by the time you're listening to this we'll have more of an opinion on that so keep yeah keep an eye on the switch website for that one ski free one is what it was called the yeti thing oh right 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 ski free yeah that's right ski free yeah that that is right uh next one aliens drive me crazy so this is also on october 14th this one's only six us dollars and 20 percent off yeah, I saw it, which makes it four dollars twenty. Yeah, which nice. is really cool. <laughs> quick math. I mean, it, it's it says on the page. I'm I'm not going to claim quick math on that. Quick math. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't even know how to describe this one, but smash everything in this crazy, chaotic, simple but challenging and fun game. So, my thoughts of it was: it looks like um. Broforce, where everything is destructive, but the goal of the game seems to be more destructive than getting to a certain point. Uh, right, okay. right. Because, you know, Broforce has that everything yeah. is destructible. Yeah, I'm starting to see that. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> no, but, what like, you mean. the point of this is to be destructible instead of, you know, actually finish, like, certain points. Yeah, okay. That's it what I really, saw. Yeah. It does a really cool, and for that price as well, like, Oh, that's why I was like, oh, this is only like $6 Australian. This is probably something to shout out. There are a lot of really cool games for like really, really cheap that you just wouldn't expect. And you would just glance over first up. But there are actually a lot of really cool games that are really cheap. There was one I played ages ago. I'll go on a tangent. I'll cut this out. Um, Hook. Or will you? Yeah. Uh, it's called Hook. And it was like a $1.50. Um, and it was just like currents where like you, you had to activate one of the currents and then like um it has to kind of it's very hard to explain i would just recommend looking it up it's just hook but it's a dollar fifty and it was really good also ding dong xl which is the worst name possible (laughs) (laughs) but it's actually really good oh that is a terrible name it's a horrible name but But it's literally again a dollar fifty would absolutely recommend that as well just don't google it it's really good yeah just yeah just don't google it or keep your safe um, search on. Safe search on. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> Next one, henchman story. Also October fourteenth. Yeah, there's a, a lot novel. coming out on October fourteenth. Yeah. What's October fourteenth? Thursday. Oh no, Wednesday. Well, yeah, that that's is even weird. weirder. Because it's usually no, 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 Tuesday it's or it's usually Tuesday or Friday though. Yeah, yeah. Thursday, a lot's been bogged in there. Anyways, a visual novel where you play as a beleaguered henchman working for a bumbling supervillain and a superhero satire packed with colourful characters and meaningful choices. I thought this okay. looks neat. Yeah, it's, it's got a very 
comic book aesthetic, which is obvious. Yeah. I mean, the character designs are actually really good. Yeah. Which you need for I a should... visual novel, but, like, it's actually pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah, these, okay. these, these are, like, characters I could totally see in a comic. Yeah. I actually kind of looks like, vibes. I kind of want to try this out. Yeah. Can, uh, uh, hey, Alex, can we get a code for this? <laughs> <laughs> it's on the down low. Uh, Top Hat Studios, we've gotten codes from them before. I'll send an email. Top Hat Studios, who do they, what do they make? Uh, I'm have a quick look now. Yeah, they've done. They they've seem done to a do games. a few visual novels and looks of it. A few visual novels and a few. Uh, they 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 support a lot of Kickstarter projects. Ah, uh, yep. So, and I think they actually help out with the Kickstarter process. Like oh, that's, that's part of their publishing neat. deal. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, you know, they're publishing, so they get a yeah they get they, a they get a hand in it. But still, they they do a lot with that with the Kickstarter um, scene, which is pretty cool. While you're looking at that up, actually, actually, I did actually want to get your opinion on this, Nathan, because you added Angry Alligator, October 19th. Yes. Why? I don't know. It looks neat. It <laughs> kind of gives you that, like, uh, what was it? That shark game back on, like, Flash, where you go around and just eat all the fish and then you get bigger and bigger. Oh, that's the premise of the game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the, the premise of the game is you start off as a small crocodile and you eventually get bigger and bigger. So it's kind of uh, like that. Oh, what's the now? I can't remember it. Snake. No, I was thinking of um, Katamari Damacy. Ah, uh, okay. But yeah, but yeah. eating. Yes. But like, it, it looks like get. something neat, and yeah. you know something Australian. I don't know if it's made by Australian dev team, but. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, with that uh, that small description. Uh, uh, it sounds like oh, it's man eater, but you're an alligator. Yeah, not a shark. It does actually. Yeah, I forgot man eater. Yeah, that was it was okay. And last one we've got is ever tried. So this one in ever tried, the player's actions dictate when en- when enemy units move. In other words, everything moves after you. The game plays out as fast or methodical as you want, featuring a free flowing turn based action combat system. Alternating between moving, attacking, using your dash, skills, and luring enemies into hazards is the key to success. So this one is also, we're also reviewing this one. This one is being reviewed by Bruno, who says it is punishingly difficult. But it looks, I don't know, like it it looks like it's got like, it's definitely that strategic element. Yeah, it's something you have to stop and really process every move. It's kind of like a chess yeah, I was thinking that it's almost kind of like chess, in a way, but in its own unique kind of way. But that one's yeah. So that one's been done by Dangan Entertainment, which they've done a lot of really cool. Um, they did oh, what was that game that you did, Jake? That you really liked, Smelter? Yeah, Smelter. Yeah. So that's that's them. Uh, they also did Bug Fables. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. So they're a lot. Pro- yeah, they're a decent. They're a very decent publishing label. They so never tried good games. They do make good games. Or they publish good games, I should say. Um, right, right, right. But, yeah, sure. Yeah, but, but um, yeah, so ever tried anything from Dangan Entertainment, really keep your eye out, out on because they're a really decent indie publisher. But yeah, ever tried, definitely keep your eye out on that one if you like strategy, puzzle, RPG kind of games. But that's a lot for the indie roundup. 
I'll pass it over back to the host. Okay. The hijacked host. Yeah. Uh, so with this, we'll move on to our Patreon question of the fortnight. It always feels weird saying Fortnite. Yeah, it does. Mm. I was like, Patreon question of the week. But I was like, no, we don't do a weekly. Nope. But if you Not join the Patreon, you, we, yeah. uh, we could get this weekly. Now, uh, with this, we normally open up our questions to the public a couple of days beforehand uh, to get any feels. But Patreons do get a priority. So if we're running you know, a bit behind, we'll just take one question from the Patreon. But this week, we only have one, which was a Patreon. Um from Bell Cubit. And their question is, do you think the Switch will become Nintendo's best-selling console? Easily, yes. Possibly. Well, that's I, was... I don't yeah, that's... think so, honestly. That's what I was thinking. Like, it's competing with the DS. That's which what is I was about to point out. 151 million. The second highest-selling console of all time. Oh, exactly. right. Yeah, good point. Second it, I reckon PS2. it could potentially overtake the uh, Wii, but... Oh, it'll easily overtake the Wii. The Wii was 101. Mm, yeah. I thought it was more, but yeah, no. Yeah, everyone does. But no, it's it's going to overtake the DS, and that's where it, the last hurdle is going to be. And if it yeah. does that, that is going to be really impressive. It just depends how long Nintendo makes the shelf life of the Switch. That Yeah, that is a big part of it. So it depends on how long they're going to be selling the switch for but they have said that they do want to make the switch's lifespan a lot longer so actually sorry nintendo ds 154.02 million there we go which is like just shy of the ps2 which is a very similar number and we're probably expecting the new like the the q4 results is it or is it q3 results uh Q3 results, yeah. We're expecting the Q3 results pretty soon, shouldn't we? Yeah, so as of June 30th this year, it sold, the Switch has sold 89.04 million. Yeah, so we'd be expecting the Q4 result, uh, Q3 results end of the month, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, th- I think it is late October. Yeah. So Actually. we'll get an update on sales numbers then. Yeah. Well, the next one after the Wii, sorry, is the Game Boy, which is 118 million. So it'll have to overtake... I think it'll overtake the Game Boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remember as well, the Switch OLED has just come out. Yes, so and I, that, that's I know got people, a lot of people up, uh, upgrading. Exactly. So people who bought the Switch initially, you know, like myself, um, so that will give it a little bit of a boost, I would say, probably. I mean, probably, you know, only a couple million, but still, the Switch Lite itself has outsold the Wii U, so, you know, if that says anything. Yeah, a lot of things have outsold the Wii U. <laughs> I was going to say, like, as soon as I said it, I'm just like, oh, does that actually mean anything? I mean, was Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has outsold the Wii U? <laughs> Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has outsold the Nintendo 64. Oh, gosh. Really? Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. N64 and the GameCube did not sell very well. No, GameCube was only 21.74. So the, the Switch has outsold... Every home console, excluding the Wii, and it's outsold every handheld console, excluding the DS and the Game Boy, which includes the Game Boy Color. So yeah, That's it's actually impressive. Hey, it's yeah, yeah. it's a, it's getting close because you have the Game yeah. Boy, you have the Game Boy Pocket, and the Game Boy Color. Yeah, plus the Game Boy Light as well. There were a lot of iterations on and it. the Pokemon Game Boy. There Boys. was yeah. 
Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, which gave it that huge push. But, I mean, you can think of it that way, but you can also think of, like, software sales. The Nintendo Switch, 632.4 million, again, as of June, which already beats Game Boys at 501.11 million. So, and that's where Nintendo makes most of the money. Oh, yeah. From software. So, in terms of software, it is the third highest shy of Wii 921.85 million and Nintendo DS 948.74 million which that itself is pretty crazy actually now that I think about it yeah that is almost a billion jeez yeah so Switch will I reckon Switch will easily win in terms of software sales it's whether they can make those hardware sale numbers Yeah, yeah yeah But, I mean, the Switch has yet to have, well, it kind of has a, a price drop, but not a worldwide price drop. Yeah, oh, that yeah. hasn't extended outside of uh, Europe, has it? I don't know. Uh, oh. US, they've, US, they've said they're keeping it the same. That's and interesting. I've, I have no idea about Japan. But that will, yeah, that will remain the same. So uh, when the Switch gets a price drop, like universally, that'll also be a a bump in numbers because Nintendo Nintendo expects like 20 to 25 million sales per year I mean they always do a price drop eventually no they didn't with the Wii U the the one the console that should have got a price drop yeah (laughs) I thought they did I think no what they did is they did really good bundle values yeah yeah so normally the Wii U came with like three or four games in box yeah so i think it i i think it will definitely be at least the second best console it'll beat the game boy at 118.69 yeah because yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if when we get the next results it is or close to 100 million the, the here's what we have to know is how long is the lifespan exactly that's, that is that's the that is question. the defining feature of this Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're the right. lifespan is you know maybe a two years at most. It probably won't get much higher than possibly the Game Boy, but like if it goes at least uh, for three plus, then mm-hmm. it could actually make a big chunk onto the DS. Yeah, exactly. I honestly think I honestly think the Switch is like halfway in its life cycle. Then- I reckon. But I reckon there'll be a new power, like quote unquote, pro in twenty twenty three. I mean, they did have that debunked four K dev kit thing going around. Yeah, which yeah, exactly. Nintendo said, "Oh, that's not true," but yeah, well, was the last time it's it happens yeah. often. Although they've straight out said that at a shareholder meeting, so it probably is true. Like, un- like it's probably like a leak, like a false leak. Mm. It's uh, I I've read into this. It's actually kind of weird. It's more. It's not that it's 4K. It's that it has AI upscaling up to 4K. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is like the part of the DSSL, or is that what it is for N- Nvidia? I 
can't remember. I'm not good when it comes to, you know, this kind of stuff. It was just weird because it came from like a Bloomberg article. Yeah, which is normally pretty spot on with this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then again, they did say there was going to be a Switch Pro and there was a Switch OLED. I mean, they just knew there was a Switch and said Pro because that was what everyone was thinking. True. But there was a new Switch that came out. Yeah. And if you if you know anything about keyword SEO optimization like I do, yep. yeah, you you got you're gonna you're gonna thrash Switch Pro. Oh yeah, yeah. you are, because everyone's everyone's googling Switch Pro. Yeah, and then it just makes everyone angry at Nintendo when they don't release Switch Pro. <laughs> <laughs> poor Nintendo. Well, I mean, poor yeah, poor multi multi billion dollar company. I mean, but. yeah. Who, who, look, have a, who have a treasure vault of money to keep them through when they do poor sales. Exactly. But you, yeah, you look at... you look, uh, Just one look at their Twitter comment section. Just don't look at it. It's just, yeah. yeah, it's bad. Or the yeah. YouTube comments. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, Nintendo UK and Nintendo Australia YouTube channels have all disabled. It makes comments. sense. Because yeah. it I'm is surprised. bad. I'm surprised they still keep it up for the North American one. Free speech. <laughs> Free annoying speech. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I think that's that wraps up our Patreon question. And we move on to Alex's favourite part of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Name that game. <laughs> Yay. I'll let you take this away because this is, <laughs> this is your uh, show. Oh, you don't want to... You don't want to explain the rules? I mean, you've made the rules confusingly complex. (laughs) (laughs) It's easier than what I make it out to be, I promise. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so, name that game. There is a game. Uh, These guys have to work together to guess it. I will give them ten hints, and as well as there's a Switchaboo lifeline. I'll get to that in a moment. Um, They have five guesses in total. They get to use two guesses between hints one and five two between hints six and nine, and then one final guess after the final hint. They have two lifelines, uh, the yes or no question, which is to be uh, asked first, and then, like I said, the switch will be lifeline, which uh, I was slack. I didn't get a recording, so I've got an 11th hint for this one. Boo. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. See, it's not that complicated. To be fair, it is hard to get a recording. That is true. I'm getting better and better at explaining it, I think. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. You explain every fortnight. Mm. Exactly. Uh, but anyway, so this game launched on Nintendo Switch in 2018. It is an action RPG. The Switch version has a 69 on Metacritic. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> it is strictly single player. And it was co-developed with a Japanese developer called Xpec Entertainment. Xenoblade Two. Are you using that guess? Are you okay with Are that, you? Jake? Yeah, go for it. Xenoblade Two. No. I mean, we've already we've we've already done Xenoblade Two. How long ago was that? Oh, that was like episode two or something. Episode three. That's right, that's where I, I cheated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it and wasn't then... in the rules at the time, so... Exactly, and then I changed Cheater. that. Yeah, no looking at Google or your Switch. Or Bing. 
Bing does Bing counts as well. Don't use Bing. <laughs> Yahoo. Any of that. Who uses Bing? <laughs> there, there is something he hasn't covered. It. I'm not going to say it. Don't use any search engine ever. Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Don't ask Jeeves. All right. So you got one. Okay. One more guess. Action RPG from 2018, co-developed by a team in Japan. Ta- uh, Taiwan. Taiwan. Oh. Taiwan. Okay. Co-develops. You said Japan. I said Taiwanese. Japan. You point. just heard the knees. Maybe. Taiwanese. Called Xpec Entertainment. I remember Xpec. I... Yeah. It, I don't think so, I've ever heard of that uh, so, before. Neither have X, I. X-P-E-C is how you spell it. Doesn't mean you need to Google it though. I have no idea what that is. Action RPG. I'm trying to... I'm just trying to think, because, like, that sounds like something I've heard before. Yeah. Like, not... I think my brain keeps, uh, like, auto-correcting it to X-Seed. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, why am I so bad at this game? (laughs) Yeah. Action RPG. Co-developed by Taiwanese company. Launching 2018 on Switch, 69 on Metacritic. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and single player. That's why I went uh, X, X, the Xenoblade. Because, oh, single player, action RPG. I see where, you, where your mind went. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, nothing's ringing any bells. So, like, unless Nathan has something, I'm perfectly fine for it. The next set of clothes. I can't think of anything at all. Um, Any action RPG you want to throw out there? Actually, maybe? Depends. I, this is probably completely wrong, but they could have worked on the porting of the game. Witcher 3? Good guess, but no. Fair, because I was like, action RPG, and they could have done the porting off the Switch version, and I think that came out in 2018? Yeah, Yeah. I I think it was 2018. Yeah, yeah. Action RPG, single player. Good guess. Yeah, good guess, yeah. Uh, So this game launched on mobile initially in February 2018, and it's definitely not Witcher 3. Um, Developed in Unity, goes for 30 US dollars on the eShop. And it's also out on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. I mean, if it was Switch 3 on mobile, that would be really impressive. Yeah. You know it'd be cloud version. Oh, yeah. Jake sounds Wait, no. like it's on the tip of his tongue. I yeah. thought I had it. I thought I had it. I was I was thinking, what was the game that was made before Genshin Impact? And I was like, wait, that's Chinese, not Taiwanese. Ah, bummer. Also, was that on? It was on a lot of things. I'm not sure if it was on the Switch or not. Is the thing. I think it was only on the phone, that first one, wasn't it? I believe it was on PC as well. Okay. What? It's re- I'm like, I'm trying to think and I can't work it out. Honkai Impact, I think that Yeah, that's called. what it is. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah. 
it's obviously not a Nintendo game. No, no, if it's on other consoles. Just trying to think it, now. <laughs> if you don't have anything, can I yeah, can I at least just get it out of the way? Is it Honkai Impact? No. Alright, yeah, yeah, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Yeah. Okay. I have an idea, but I don't know. I like I'm thinking of a question to ask. Mm-hmm. So you what what console like what systems did you say it was on again? Uh, Switch initially launched on mobile, so Android and iOS, and is out on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. So most consoles. Okay. You got something? I have an idea. I'm just I'm trying to think. It's. Because it was co-developed is where I'm I'm trying to work out, mm-hmm. and like the the name of it sounds familiar, and I'm trying to think. Like I'm, I can't remember what game I remember seeing it with, but like I'm remembering, like Square Enix. That was a Square Enix mobile action RPG. It was on pretty much every console at the time, plus yeah, plus mobile. Because uh, yeah, that does sound familiar. Now that you've said Square, though we could be completely wrong. Oh though. yeah, we could be hundred percent wrong. But. It's I, like the name and square just is the thing that like I was trying to think what did I remember this name with and I, the only thing I could think of was square. Um, but like then the fact you said it initially released on mobile and then came to the other systems is where yeah, I am like yeah. okay. Because, yeah, when it, when it comes to things I know less about than indie games, it's mobile games. <laughs> what is squared on on mobile? A lot. Yeah, a lot. But that's also been on the Switch. I've done a lot, but I can't think of anything at the moment that would be considered an action RPG. That they'd make. Like, okay, on okay, hang on. First. I, I have an idea, but I'm, I want to check with the yes no question. Okay. Um, with the PS4, Xbox One, PC versions of this game, are they the same version of this game? Uh, or are they like a different version of the game basically like deluxe edition or whatever or pocket edition I would say so let me just take a look because what, what I'm thinking of Jake is uh, Final Fantasy 15 oh right I completely forgot that had a mobile version. Yeah. That weird chibi mobile version. And oh, the only on. reason it's on my mind is because I, I had a conversation about it earlier today. 
<laughs> I'm not sure I understand the question too okay. much, but I'm going to say yes. The the question basically is, is the versions on... The, basically, what I'm thinking of is Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition. Is the versions on the PS4, Xbox One, PC, are they the standard version or are they the Pocket Edition? Is what I'm like, basically... In that context, so like, as the Switch version and the phone version different to the PS4 versions and that? Okay, so... If that makes sense. This, the version that is on Switch and mobile is the same version on PS4, PC, and Xbox One. So they're all the same, okay. Did they release the Pocket Edition on the then... other consoles? <laughs> That and yeah, they. I believe the pocket version is sold on the Switch. But uh, that being said, <laughs> that being said, the ori- like the original release for Final Fantasy Fifteen was the PS4 version, so it wouldn't be that. But that's why I'm wondering: is there a pocket edition specifically on those consoles? That's why I'm. That's why I was thinking maybe. I don't know. Mm. Because didn't the Pocket Edition first come out on the phone? Yes. Okay, what's the what's the Switchboo lifeline then? <laughs> okay, so the Switchboo lifeline is I haven't played this version of the game. Oh, thanks. That I mean that leads credence to Pocket Edition because Final Fantasy Fifteen, Final Fantasy Fifteen Pocket Edition. Yeah, I'm not sure if it came out in the inflection. This is in italics. Underline, bold. Whatever. This is is is, is focusing on this. Yeah. So it's... Do you want to go with FF15 Pocket Edition? Well, I have literally no other ideas, so yeah, sure. Okay, you're right. Final Fantasy 15 oh. Pocket Edition. Alright, well, crap. <laughs> Yeah, so PC, PS4, Xbox One, they did get the Pocket Edition. Okay. In addition I didn't realize they the did. One. Yeah. Huh. That's why I was like, I thought they were different. Why would they release the same game twice, but worse? <laughs> Half the price. <laughs> I suppose. Uh, to be fair, it's pretty easy to get the game cheap now. Well, yeah, exactly. Especially with the, all the DLC. It's- yeah, some people like, I mean, not many, but I think what Square Enix was going for with the Pocket Edition was that it was like a, it was more broken up into chapters, so it was easier to digest, okay. rather than yeah, like a big yeah. open world. It was more bite-sized. Because, yeah, I, I, I still haven't finished uh, Final Fantasy fifteen despite getting it day one. Because, <laughs> like, I'm, I get, every time I try it, I always get so caught up in side quests and eventually burn myself out. I can understand that. Yeah. Uh, the last hint was the game is a part of a long-running series. Final Fantasy. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. There we go. We got there in the end. So normally I would close out here, but I'm not hosting the podcast. You sure are. Because uh-huh. <laughs> this is a hijacked episode. Exactly. Hey, so we've named that game finished. We're going to move on to wrapping things up with our socials. 
so you can find us on YouTube at Switchabrew, where we do a lot of snippets from here, a little bit of news updates, put reviews up there as review. well. And we're looking to add evergreen stuff to the the channel. Anything else uh, to add to the Switchabrew normal channel? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. That's Mainly discussions. Yep. Discussion, yeah, like you said, discussions, reviews, and yeah, just working on a few more, a few more little tidbits which will be revealed in the future. So keep an eye out on that. And then we also have Switchaboo Joy Place. <laughs> no, uh, Switchaboo Joy Place, where we post, you know, gameplay videos. Yeah, it's normally like the first thirty minutes of us co- uh, commentating, unless you play Victory. What was a Victory Rally? Yeah, Victory Jake? Heat Rally that That's only it. had two tracks that were like a minute long each. Oh, wow. Good game, though, but... Good game. Yeah, good game. Yeah, great game, but, you know... Not a lot of content so far. Yeah, that reminds me, I'm still, like, kind of slack on that. I still have games I need to record. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, if you want to see games that are potentially coming up to the Switch, you can uh, have a look over there as well. And then we also have our Twitter at Switchaboo News, where in our top pinned tweet is our Discord link, which is our like personal Discord that you can access, where you can actually talk with us if you'd like. Hello. Yes. Uh, we also have yes. our Facebook at uh, slash Switchaboo, and Instagram at Switchaboo. Which does that get updated much, Alex? Let's not talk about that. <laughs> And of course, our Patreon, which is slash Switchaboo. Uh, is there anything else you guys would like to say before we head off? Any plugs that you'd want to shout out, Jake? Uh, You've done enough. <laughs> uh, any plugs you want to give, Alex? Um, not plugs, but play Metroid Dread. Metroid deserves deserves a bit more attention. And I'll say, uh, I'll give a shout out to, uh, was it Switch Up that uh, gave us a big boost in numbers recently? Massive, oh, yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. Massive yes. shout out. And they they have a great YouTube channel as well with who, who do a lot of um, Nintendo Switch reviews. So obviously, if you're listening to us and you've gotten this far, um, yeah, definitely check, check out Switch Up as well. They've, they're a really cool channel. And with that, we'll uh, wrap up our podcast for the week with episode 20. Fortnite. <laughs> it's, it's this week's episode we may skip every other week but it's this week's episode ah uh, good save yeah you and your semantics i will take semantics <laughs> to my grave <laughs> but uh yeah with that we are wrapping up episode 20 and we'll see you next time have fun see ya